here's your host, Mark Moses. Good afternoon and welcome. Welcome indeed to, yes, a Tuesday edition of the Mark Moses Show, only right here on Sports Radio 107.9 FM, 1560 AM, and anywhere you listen online. Let's get right into it. Biggest story in sports, it's still the NFL Draft. I know we have court storming controversies in college basketball. We got spring training going on in baseball around the state of Florida. You got the Orlando Magic here locally. I know they lost over the weekend on Sunday night, but they're going to be back at it next three games at the Kia Center. Yes, that's what it's called now. If you want to go this week, they are red hot. They're above 500, and they got a chance to go to the playoffs. But it's still NFL draft. I have to write this report to corporate like, hey, what's going on right now, Mark? What are you doing? Because I have to be a good company man. And I was just writing the report about, you know, on-air topics and, again, baseball, spring training, basketball, NBA level, then college basketball. Hey, we got, you know, high school sports where Vieira's boys and girls soccer teams are going to DeLand to try to go for a championship. I mean, that's exciting, but it's NFL draft. Don't kid yourself. Every text message I receive from my buddies is something about the NFL draft. NFL is king. And we are here on, let's see, Tuesday, February 27th. Remember, March. March is going to start the new calendar year from the standpoint of NFL free agency. Where we're going to have people moving. I mean, earlier today, you saw where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they released Shaq Barrett, who helped them win a Super Bowl championship in 2020. And the year before that, was it 2019? He had like about 19 sacks for the team. He was great. They didn't want to pay him. So even though, you know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl at the beginning of this month, we're going to go into March. We're going to have new storylines and we're going to have new topics and we're going to have blockbuster trades. And this guy got cut and this guy's getting the franchise tag. NFL never goes away and it'll all lead towards the NFL draft. And I say that because this is according to ESPN.com. The Chicago Bears general manager, Ryan Poles, said Tuesday that, quote, no master plan, end quote, to reveal at the NFL Combine on the team's decision at quarterback. But, but, he understands, he's talking about the GM, Ryan Poles, the weight of the uncertainty on Justin Fields and wants to move, quote, as quickly as possible, end quote. The Bears own the draft's number one pick for the second straight offseason. And we'll decide between keeping fields or selecting a quarterback in the draft. Poles did not rule out trading the 24-year-old quarterback. A move that could happen before free agency begins next month. Here's Ryan Poles. Quote, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. I will say this. I think you guys know me well enough now. If we go down that road, I want to do right by Justin as well. No one wants to live in gray. I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So we will gather the information. We'll move as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization, end quote. You can't believe a word he says, though. I I like what he says there. I get it. You can't believe a word he says. You, You can't. I've learned this a long time ago in what I do for a living. You can't. You know when I learned this? The Orlando Magic, 
who've constantly been in the draft lottery the last couple of years. And we've had Jeff Weltman, president of basketball operations, where he'd have these press conferences before the NBA draft. And he's like, well, you know, we really got to do this. And we really want to go after this need. Don't believe a word they say. It's all a smokescreen. All of it. The Bears will take all the time they want. They have the number one pick. They're not going to be like, well, we better help these other teams. No, you got to help yourself first. He's saying the right things there at the NFL Combine, which is going on right now there in Indianapolis. But at the same time, can't believe a word he says. Can't believe a word he says. And I agree with most people that cover the NFL draft. Because I've been, you know, reading articles, watching YouTube clips, listening to the radio shows, watching television. And I feel like there's this consensus of whatever the Bears do at number one is going to dictate everything moving forward. Everything. And it might start even before that, where we're at the combine, then we're going to have NFL free agency. What the Bears do with Justin Fields will also dictate what's going to happen this offseason. It's a conundrum. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here. If the Bears didn't have the first pick in the draft, let's say they're picking fourth overall, then I think Justin Fields is their guy. If they're picking third overall, I think Justin Fields is their guy. The problem is they have the number one pick. We talked about this yesterday on the show. We were breaking down the Houston Texans. This is one of the craziest scenarios in the history of the NFL, and especially with the draft. Remember, two years ago, the worst team in football was the Houston Texans. The second worst team was the Bears. And you had that week 18 game where Houston's at the Colts. All Houston has to do is lose that game and they're going to get the number one pick. And remember, they were bad from week one to week 18. But for some reason, with two minutes to go on the clock, they go on the greatest Joe Montana drive of all time, which won the game and then dropped them to the second pick in the draft. And the Bears got the first pick in the draft. And that's when Carolina called them up and said, all right, we're going to give you a first round pick and our next year's first round pick. And we're going to give you a DJ Moore and I think another pick. And the Bears said, fine, let's do it. And then Carolina took Bryce Young. Houston, they went all in on the draft last year. They said, fine, we're taking CJ Stroud. Remember, controversial pick. Everyone wanted Bryce Young with the first pick. And there was a point there, they lose that game, I bet you they take Bryce Young with the first pick in last year's NFL draft. I think that was exactly what was going to happen. But they didn't. Carolina took Bryce Young. So then they took C.J. Stroud, who turned out to be the best player. Now, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on Bryce Young just yet. I'm not. But Houston said, all right, we'll take C.J. Stroud. Then remember, then they traded another first-round pick to get back into the first round. With Arizona, and they took Will Anderson out of Alabama. And you know what? They won the division. And, and, they won a playoff game. They blew it away. They pretty much were the worst team. And then the next year, the next year with a rookie quarterback, they went to the second round of the playoffs. It's a remarkable story. It really is. Now Arizona owns their first round pick, but you know what? It was worth it. Because if they have a future superstar quarterback and C.J. Stroud and a stud on defense and Will Anderson, all right, we're good. Then it was worth giving up the first-round pick for 2024. It was. So now you get to this draft. And the Bears have the number one pick. Not because they were the worst team in football, 
No, because Carolina was, where it was a disaster. And it didn't even work out for a full season with Frank Wright as their coach. Didn't even make it the full season. Urban Meyer lasted longer in one season in Jacksonville than Frank Wright did there in Carolina. Carolina should have the number one pick in the draft. They don't. Chicago owns it. And that's why they won that trade. They did. They could have taken Bryce Young. Nope. Traded it. And they won that trade. Sorry. Bears won it. Now, have the Bears done anything win-loss-wise? Not really. But right now, when you look at who won that trade, it's the Bears. Because the Bears, in theory, right, they had a top 10 pick still. They also got DJ Moore, who's a stud. And then maybe you get Caleb Williams out of that. That's pretty good, right? What they did with that pick was they traded out of the top 10, and they took an offensive lineman, right? That, you're, yeah, that's what happened. This is going to be interesting. It is. I feel like if I'm going to call my shot, I think Justin Fields, I think he gets traded maybe next week. I think they're wheeling and dealing right now with teams to get a suitor and to see what they can get for Justin Fields. And I think they I think they pull the trigger. I, I just do. I, I've said this for the last two weeks. I will say it again. I just, I feel like, the NFL is going to step up. The 31 other teams, Roger Goodell, is going to tell the Bears, you have a once-in-a-generation talent at number one who could play quarterback for you. I think you have to take him at number one. And I feel like it's going to be such a lock that even if he turns out to be a bust, no one will rip the Bears because everyone said to take this guy. I think that's what's going to happen here. I think Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick to the Bears. I think that Jane Daniel guy is going to be the second pick to Washington. And then I think it's going to get interesting at number three with New England. Where do they take Drake May? Or do they take Marvin Harrison? Do they do that? Or do they trade down to get more picks? I think it gets interesting at number three. I think the first two picks, I think Washington, I feel like you know they've had Sam Howell as their quarterback. And I feel like they're probably going to get the same thing with Drake May. I think they're going to try to swing for a home run. Kind of like what Indianapolis did last year when they took Anthony Richardson. I think they're going to do that. I think they're going to take the LSU quarterback that just won the Heisman at number two. I think that's what they're going to go for. And maybe you start Sam Howell and then you, you know, ease this guy in as your starter. But I think Caleb Williams is number one. And look, I've said this. I want them to uh, keep Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams. Hey, they've never had a great quarterback. Might as well get as many on the roster as possible. Maybe that's what you do. Maybe that's the thing. But then I saw this meme last night, and it really angered me. Really, really angered me. It said, of the 32 teams in the NFL, there's only one team that has not had a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards in one season, and that is the Chicago Bears. And they've been around for over 100 years. Texans have done it multiple times. They've only been around since 2002. Every team in football has had a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards. And remember, the NFL is set up to help offenses to move the football. And the Bears have still not done it. That's incredible. I just think all those years with Jay Cutler, he had to get over 3,000 yards. Come on, man. The guy had a rocket arm. I wouldn't say he's the smartest guy, but yeah, that happened. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, I think the NFL is like, no, you're taking Caleb Williams. My brother... He wants the Bears, he wants them to take 
Marvin Harrison Jr. Keep Fields and trade down. That's what he wants. I go, yeah, that's great and all. That makes sense. It does, but no, you have to take Caleb Williams. Now, if you were in a scenario like Jacksonville was in two years ago in the draft, when they had the number one pick, and there was not great quarterbacks in that draft, I think the first guy taken off the board was Kenny Pickett in around the teens, 15-16. Now, if that was the case, if that was like this draft, there were no big-time quarterback prospects, then I could see the Bears were like, look, we're just taking Marvin Harrison Jr. at number one. I think that's what, and Fields would be coming back. But that's not what's happening. You have Caleb Williams at number one. Right. And the, and the thing is, I want to bring this up with Alan Slaughterzinski. He's going to join us here in a minute with Brevard Sports Network. What's interesting also is, in the world of the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness, Caleb Williams with the first pick, he's he's going to be that first guy where, okay, he won the Heisman. We've had that before. That that happens all the time. But the NIL money, where this past season, he played every game for USC, and he had the NIL money. He was making millions and millions of dollars, and he could still go back. He could be at the Combine and be like, you know what, forget it. He has no agent. He could just be like, you know what, I don't like Washington. I don't like New England. I don't like Chicago. I'm just going to go back to USC I'm probably going to make a couple of million dollars again. I'll just play college football one more year. I'll just, that's on the table. He's kind of that first guy where he's in the public spotlight, won a Heisman. That's not easy. Name, image, and likeness, went a whole season making money. And he was in the transfer portal. Remember, he started Oklahoma. And what's weird is this is going to be the norm moving forward with college athletes, where they're going to be in college, they're going to get compensated, they're going to get paid. And then they're going to go to the draft and they probably play for a couple teams in college. And it's interesting where, what about hard work? What about loyalty? Where's their head at? I, the, if you're an NFL, NFL scout, you're a GM, you have all these new questions to ask these student athletes for the next generation. That's why it's going to be interesting. And it's like, well, does this guy have an attitude? Is he a diva? Does he have an ego? Yeah, he does. He does. He was making millions of dollars in college before you. And uh, a lot of them transferred to different schools because they have no loyalty. They don't care. It's all about them. It's going to be fascinating to see. Question is, is that also going to trickle down to high school sports? Are we going to live in a world? I know this is going to be a story here moving forward. Are we going to live in a world where in the state of Florida, where it's football crazy, are you going to have name, image, and likeness? For high school athletes, minors who are under 18. And do you want that? I'm going to break down that and more with Alan Slaughterzinski next. Hey, hey, welcome to a Tuesday, my friend.